0: When you start in this industry, you are on your own very much. This is your business, you have to build it. You have to fund it and you have to learn it. It's There's not, as a solo agent, there's not a lot of opportunities that are given to you in terms of helping you through the way, unless you find it on your own. There was no plan B for me, right? And when you have no plan B, plan A has to work. And so you just do what you need to do to make plan A work. And there was there was never any option, no option. Failure was not an option for me. And so I just did whatever I needed to do. I do feel like it, it, it is the most l- limitless career. 100%, it is the most, there is no limit to what you can do regardless of your background, regardless of your education. If you do the work, Anyone can step up and do well in this career.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Sholsa. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Agent Podcast. Today I'm here with my friend Virginia out of New York. Virginia, welcome to the show.
0: Thanks, Raymond. So happy to be here.
1: I'm glad you're here. It took us like six months to make it, but here we are. This is amazing. Okay. So why real estate? Give me the brief overview of how you ended up here.
0: Well, you know, the overall question of why real estate for me is that the opportunities and possibilities are endless. And it's just a, a matter of your own personal commitments and aspirations and work ethic. How I got here was very untraditional. I had been working at an investment bank in communications and marketing for 20 years and always thought real estate might be something fun to do, but wasn't in a position to leave a six-figure job with 401k, health insurance, gym in the building, you know, that sort of thing. So just always kept real estate as, you know, this sort of pipe dream. While I continued working in a job that was really completely mind numbing and I was just dying inside from boredom, but I was just counting down the years so I could retire. And then, you know, that decision kind of got easier for me to make when I got laid off of that big corporate job of 20 years, along with thousands of other people. And um, exactly a month before that, I had filed for divorce. And then 30 days after that, I had to leave my home. So I had so no job, no spouse two kids and no house <laughs> that's sort of that was my situation in january of 2018 so i figured why not why not um try for that real estate see see what happens see if i can make a go of this of this this real estate thing um so i got my license you know plowed through pretty quickly in less than two months and got licensed in march of 2018. One of my claims to fame is I signed my first listing agreement the very day I got licensed to a for sale by owner whose open house I had attended the weekend before and just said, hey, can I come back on Tuesday? Because I knew that was when my license would be official. And so then, you know, from there, I just, I really did the grind as a solo agent. When you start in this industry, you are on your own very much. This is your business. You have to build it. You have to fund it. Um, And you have to learn it. It's There's not, as a solo agent, there's not a lot of opportunities that are given to you in terms of helping you through the way, unless you find it on your own. So one of the things that I did was got. I spent a lot of time on YouTube. Uh, There's a lot of free resources out there. But I really treated that first year as getting a master's degree on my own in real estate and doing this business.
1: Virginia, can I pause you right there and can we back up for a minute? I'd like to unpack something. Okay. So here you are, you lost your corporate job of 20 years. You are going through a divorce. You lost your house. You have kids. And now you're jumping in full entrepreneur to be a real estate agent and start a business. What was your mindset at that time? Because that is a lot to take in and unpack for somebody who's had And granted, I don't know the whole story, but quote unquote, stability from a job for 20 years. What did that, what was happening between your ears in this magical mind of ours? You know, like what was going on?
0: You know, it's very interesting because I had always said, oh my God, I would never want to run my own business. I would be a terrible (laughs) business owner. I was honestly, I was a pretty like lazy employee. Like I just did just what I had to do in order to get by. But when you're put in that position, it's just there was no plan B for me, right? And when you have no plan B, plan A has to work. And so you just do what you need to do to make plan A work. And there was was never any option, no option. Failure was not an option for me. And so I just did whatever I needed to do.
1: So you put yourself in, well, I mean, life put you in fight or flight, right? Mm -hmm. So you put yourself in fight mode and you just made decisions to push forward. Like where did those decisions come from? Because you're you're in a different emotional state at that time, right? And sometimes you're more reactive versus responsive. And it takes a very mentally strong and emotionally aware and disciplined person to stay mentally responsive versus reactive. So how did you manage that? Like you had a lot of shit going on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's kind of like the understatement. Um you know I was I have a very strong spiritual faith. Um, so that really got me through a lot of it. You know, to be honest, I really believe that that God stripped me of everything so that he could build me back up into something better. Again, again. And I just, put, I just put my faith in that really. And that's what really got me through, to be totally honest, you know.
1: Thanks for sharing. I mean, I, that's amazing. Okay, so let's talk about this first year. Uh, YouTube, you got your master's degree in real estate from YouTube. And then what happened?
0: So I also had coaching as well. I, I did invest financing into, into coaching. I started with one coaching company. And then I, I eventually, in my second year, I, I landed at another coaching company called Wealth, which is where I am still today. So that was a big part in having, in having that guidance. Because you know the statistics, there's like an 87% failure rate failure in rate, this yeah. business
1: because
0: yep. there's not a lot of... Guidance in general for real estate agents, you kind of have to find your own guidance. So, do you know, here's the thing this business is hard to be successful in, but what you need to do is pretty basic and not complicated. It's just that most people just don't know to do it or don't want to do it. So, once you figure out what those things are that you need to do and do every single day it's all starts to fall into place, and so that's what I found. I just learned very quickly. Okay, these are the things that you need to be doing, and I started doing them. And I just did them every single day, and then built upon them and refined them as as things started to come into place. And the the more business you get, the more business you get, and it just started to grow. So. Um, I focused exclusively on listings from the very be- not exclusively, but I focused on listings from the very beginning. That first year it was like nine months, like May, May, or no, April through the end of the year. I believe I did eight transactions, and six of them were listings. One of them was someone who was buying one of my listings, which is a piece of land. They were like the next door neighbor, and then my very my first buyer. In a market where the average price point is about four hundred thousand, my first buyer was for almost two and a half million. Uh, again, God delivered him to me out of the blue. Who called me out of the blue and said, "Hey, I found you on Zillow, a site that I did not advertise on." So, how that happened, I do not know. But that wound up actually being my first real buyer transaction. So, you know, how did that happen? I don't know.
1: I mean, out of but, the gate. Um, out of the gate with some confidence. That's a good thing.
0: Yes. 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 So, you know, I just got through that that first year. And I was like, okay, you know, I had a good year. I was rookie of the year at my brokerage. You know, I was, you know, into a six-figure income that first year, which is, you know, where I wanted to be. And um, and then all of a sudden it was like the floodgates open. It was like all the groundwork that I had laid that first year, all those disciplines that I had done that first year. It just, it, just, it just all brought forth everything else. And in my second year, which was my first full year, I did 42 transactions as a solo agent.
1: So can we talk and- about that framework? Like what you learned from coaching and what what the daily tasks are that you do that you just have to be consistent and maybe boring, but you just have mm-hmm. to be disciplined and show up and do them every day and create habits. Can we talk about like what framework got you there for the foundation?
0: Yeah, well, I mean, first of all, you have to. Everything I've I've learned, you have to separate your day into time blocks and what you're going to do at certain times each day. Your personal time, your work time, you know, your family time. You need to know when that's going to happen. You need to stick stick to it. So, you know, a typical uh, and most successful real estate agents have very similar type of days. If you talk, like I've talked to a lot of very successful real estate agents and their days are somewhat similar. You know, they may, they may work more hours, less hours, but you know, most successful agents spend several hours in the morning on the phones prospecting, right? Spend afternoons and evenings, they're working with buyers showings, you know, they have, they block out time in the morning for, for personal development, they block out time in the evening with their family. Um, The most important thing as a new agent that I did was that I just made phone calls for, you know, two to four hours every single day. I tried to set one appointment a day. And if you do, if you do that, if you can set one appointment every day, you will have massive success. That's, you know, that's it. And, you know, important. And of course we all struggle with it. You know, sometimes I do still check my emails at nine in the morning when I'm not really supposed to, um, a discipline i'm still still working on but protecting just protecting those times and what that especially that call time is 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 so important um you know and also just putting yourself out there as an agent with your friends your sphere whatever organizations you're you're with it's important to be an active and visible member of your community so for me for example i'm you know and you know, I've talked about my church, I'm active in my church, and it wasn't a goal of mine, but I, I feel like I've become like the church lady realtor, right? So I've you know I've sold many of the pastors' homes and helped many of them buy homes and many of the, the members' properties. And every week I go into church and someone's asking me about questions about real estate, and so it just it just kind of happened that way, um, because that's an organization that I'm I'm at a lot and, and visible, so you know, having those you know, with my kids sports, you know, I talked to a lot of parents at games and stuff like that. So having those outlets where you can connect to the community and sort of lay that groundwork of, of, of who you are and what you do as early as possible is helpful.
1: What are some of the things that you have integrated into yourself and your business to constantly like get better and drive you forward? Like what are some of those habits or some of those disciplines that you do on a regular basis, right? Because it's, you know, these little things that we do on a consistent basis that help us get to that next version of ourselves. So what are some of those things that you do on a regular basis to help drive that?
0: Well, I get up between four and 4.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I have time to do some personal stuff. And then, you know, I'm often working between six and seven in the morning because I, I just need to get that start to my day and get there's a lot of things that I need to do early in the day before I lead my team meeting my huddle at 8 30 in the morning so you know having you know yeah I just feel like you can't can't sleep in as a realtor right it's just there's a lot of stuff that needs to get done so having that that consistent start to your day is very important I, I feel like if you can get if if you're good and you can have a good day until noon, even a lot of times the afternoons kind of fall apart and you don't stay on schedule. But if your mornings, if you can get done what you would want to get done in the morning, that's, that's 80% of the battle, right? The afternoons will kind of fall in, fall into themselves. But having that, having that strong morning foundation is good. I like that. Uh, You know, other you know the disciplines of of really, I'm mean, really just the phone. You making calls. That's an important discipline. I think a lot of agents are afraid of or don't realize that they need to do, and do it every day, right? And not being reactive. Realizing because I think a lot of agents struggle with they have one or two deals going, and they spend all day long putting out fires and you know, following up on the deals that they have going. It's a deal you have going. You have that deal, right? Now, sometimes you need to get in and fix it. But I always say to my team, there's very little that needs to happen before 11 on your deal. Very, very little that can't wait till noon. Nothing's going to completely fall apart before noon. So not being, not being reactive, because you always have to, in New York, it takes like about six years to close your transaction right now. No, seriously, it takes 60 to 90 days to close a transaction. So the work someone is doing right now, it's March. That's not going to lead to a closing until April, May, June, or July. So right now, I'm working as agents in New York. We need to be working on our July income. So hopefully, we've been working the last three months so that we have income between now and July. Or June, right? So that's what you always have to think of. Um, Another thing uh, that I think has just helped me is I I don't know why I have this sense, but I realize that I wake up every day unemployed, and I wake up every day a little bit worried of if I don't do what I need to do today, what's it going to look like in three months? I mean, not to the point that it's like overly, like overly concerning, but it it drives me. It drives me. Right, I need to get listings. Right, that is a driving thing for me every single day. For the team, we haven't talked about my team yet, but you know, for me right now, I need to get listings because I know listings will bring plenty of opportunities for buyers for our team. So that is a driving thing for me. It's finding those. I, I, I guess the the question, the answer really is, is finding the things that drive you and making sure that you focus on them and you act on them.
1: I love that. So you mentioned your team and that's where I wanted to go next is, you know, at the run rate of transactions with the goal of increasing them every year, what support systems do you have in place to enable you to do that?
0: So first of all, (laughs) I'll say that it is a work in progress every single day sure. with running a team and building a team. We have built a team very, very quickly. So here's the, um, the mental transition that I went through. 2018 is my first year as a real estate agent. My coach said, have to hire an assistant. I don't want to hire an assistant. Why don't you need to pay an assistant? I can just do it all myself. I, you know, They'll never do it as well as I do. I hired an assistant in early 2019. Best thing I ever did. Then 2019, end of 2019. Yeah, you should start building a team. Very end of 2019. I don't want to build a team. That sounds like too much work. How am I ever going to trust like that someone will take as good enough care of my clients as I will? People only want me when they're calling. You know, every excuse in the world. Like I went through that, went through COVID, did 85 deals in 2020 and almost went insane. Like on my own. So I said, okay, let's bring on a, a one or two team members. Great. Then got to, you know got to the end of 2020 and said, okay, in 2021, we, we can build up the team a little more. Let's bring on two team members in 2021. We're now up to eight, 18 agents. So we went from end of 2020, in about 14, 15 months, we went from a team of three to a team of you know, 21 agents and staff. So we've had really, and we've lost some, I mean, we've had more, we've, you know, we've lost people and, you know, that, you know, that that's always going to happen. So we've had really fast growth and it has been challenging to keep our, to keep up, to keep our systems up with that. I think we've done a pretty good job and I'm always looking to do more. And I lean heavily on my coaches who have, who are in the neck. They're like one step ahead of me or, or more, one or more steps ahead of me, what they have done. I try to. I try to follow them. Sometimes I fight them and I disagree with them. And then eventually, I I just do what they tell me to. And then I was like, yeah, I guess you were right. Um, <laughs> but that's you know that's you know developing those systems and always evolving. I will have to say that the best thing I ever did was was one a hire that I made in twenty the beginning of twenty twenty, like literally two weeks before COVID started. I hired Jody Donigan who is my director of operations, yet would not be here without her, hands down. And everybody knows that. Like, there's no secrets about that. Uh, She is, you know, a incredible employee, dedicated, loyal, hardest working woman I know, and incredibly skilled. And she has been the single most important person in helping me to build this business by far. So hiring the right people is very important and very difficult to find. So I was and a quite shout blessed. out to Jody. Yeah. Shout out to Jody. <laughs> she knows you love her. All all the agents that work with me, they, they some people they don't even call me anymore. They just go straight to Jody.
1: <laughs> yeah, they know who makes the decisions.
0: <laughs> they, know, they, not, they know who knows what's going on.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. It means your team's working, your systems are working and Jody's got it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes.
1: So, so many people are afraid to hire coaches, right? They don't want to spend the money or they don't want to make the investment in themselves or they've heard bad stories or whatever it is. Like, what advice do you have? So, so,
0: uh, coaching pays for itself like a million times over for sure. I I can say I learned one thing in coaching one week that I applied and with not, and within nine days of applying that one thing had paid for my coaching for for that entire year in nine days. And that's something that I do all the time. So I've probably paid for my coaching now that it's been six months of doing this thing. I've probably paid for my coaching for 10 years, by mm-hmm. just doing just one thing, one thing. And there's a hundred of those one things that, right. you know, but you have to implement reason-
1: one at a time, right? So Implement one at a time, get good at it, and then move to the next one.
0: In, in some cases, I mean, sometimes it's just been as much as like one lead source that I learned about that I've you know made a hundred thousand dollars on in a year, you know, or one one tweak to my listing appointment. So I do. I the coaching company in with is is Club Wealth, Michael Health and Club Wealth. Yep. I actually yep. am a coach myself. I'm I'm just they just they brought me on as a coach. So I'm going through sort of the onboarding as a coach. I will be coaching agents um yeah, we, had, you should, you should, we had Michael on here. Excited. It was a
1: it was a great conversation.
0: Oh yeah he's awesome. Well and I always tell him that he taught me something before when I was just listening on YouTube before I even joined Club Wealth that will pay for my coaching for life. And that is put your picture on your real estate sign. <laughs> I mean I was like that's a good idea, and I went out and I did that, and I basically have you know at any I, right now I have about I don't know forty listings out there between active and contract, and so I have forty yard signs, and probably each one I have at least one directional, so I probably have about eighty signs, which I think of as mini billboards mm-hmm. throughout my market. Sure. And wherever I go, people are like, "I see you everywhere." I get that all the time. Right. So it's all that free advertising yeah, and it, good. it's more recognizable. So that I, you know, I t- constantly get sellers call me from signs. I saw your sign and my neighbors your okay. Come with my house. So I always tell them that that one thing I learned before I even started with him would probably pay for coaching forever.
1: Yeah. So I, mean, the, think- the track record of Michael Hellickson and everybody in his team and club wealth is unbelievable.
0: Mm-hmm. It's
1: cool to be part of that
0: yeah it is it is and it's very much a like a family yeah, you know that's
1: awesome. What would you tell a a newer agent that's just getting started? because I know there's a bunch of different programs within Club wealth, but some of them are super affordable like ninety seven bucks a month like is yeah, is there... there is a
0: group coaching. that's how I started. I started with okay. a group coaching. I didn't start one on one coaching for maybe close to 2 years after i got my license them um but the the number one thing i would tell someone just getting licensed is to join a team to join a team Out a good gate. team find find a team find a good team and and join a team because i mean i can only speak for my team but we literally think of ourselves as sort of grooming them up raising them up from little baby agents <laughs> right <laughs> um yeah you know, i i was teaching I, I was doing a I, you know, I do a couple of training sessions a week with the agents, and I was doing one. I forget what the topic was, or maybe I was I was having a conversation with a buyer and her and a new agent. like the it was her first. it was like the first buyer she worked with, and we're getting we're helping them put together an offer. So we did a conference call, like I was on the call with them. And I was going through every like appraisal waivers, escalation clause, you know, all the different. Components that right now you have to pull out all the stops, you have to pull out every trick you have in your bag to get an offer accepted. So we were talking through all of that, and then you know after the client hung up and she said to me, she's like, Virginia, thank you so much. I would have I would have never like known those things to say. And I, said, I was like, of course you would. And it took me like two and a half years to learn all that stuff. <laughs> you just learned it in twenty minutes. Right. So that's the benefit of being, you know, on a team is that you can learn from people, me or other experienced agents, things that might take you a couple of years to learn on your own. Right. So it's, and just being part of that environment and having someone tell you, okay, it's time to make calls now. I mean, it's not like, we're not like, you know, I don't know, we're not controlling people, but we're like, okay, this is what you do. We have our huddle at eight during in the morning. After the huddle, you get on the phone to make calls. You do some admin work, and then you go show houses, and that's your day. And they, how would someone know that?
1: Yeah. How would someone not going to learn working, it at real estate school?
0: Right. How? That's why I say I always, <laughs> I do these sessions for people that are thinking about going to real estate school. Um, we do that as part of our recruiting and, and we tell, we talked about what it's like, you know, going through the school, you know, then how do you get connected with the broker? which kind of go through that whole process. And one of the things I tell them, I was like, I hate to tell you this, but you're going to go to real estate school and you're not going to learn anything that is actually going to help you in this business. You're just going to learn the laws, how to stay out of trouble, how to be compliant with New York state,
1: how to get your um, license. That's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But you're not really going to learn anything that's going to help you That it's all on the job training or coaching or mentoring. So that's, that's what we, that's what we, that's what we tell them.
1: (laughs) I love it. So fast forwarding to your life today, uh, after you began again and now you're seeing increased transactions, you're building a team. What's the next few years look like for you? What do you have planned?
0: (sighs) Well, I, I think about that a lot. Um, yeah, I, I want to continue to, to build the team, bring in more people, train more people. of course, always watching you know the conditions of the market be mindful of that. Uh, and I want to be able to hand off more of the production. Right now I'm heavily into pr- production. you know I'm will probably list hundred homes myself this year. So the goal is to eventually, not be doing so much of that and have team members that are doing listings as well as working with buyers. And I do have a few of the team members that i am we're training them and we're grooming them up and they're starting to do listings. And that's amazing. And I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful. But, you know, so eventually I don't want to be doing a hundred listings a year. I want to be just working with, you know, the people that I really, really want to work with. Uh, And I want to have more choices so that I can get some of my life back. Because right now in this, I'm in this sort of really, I don't want to say sucky phase because it's amazing, but I'm in this very challenging phase of running a team. So basically I am a full-time agent doing a hundred transactions a year and running a team of 20 plus people.
1: Sure.
0: So it's two Two, I don't want to say two full time jobs, two like overtime jobs right now that I'm doing. And, you know, that's not sustainable over the long haul. So I need to, to figure out a way where I'm able to leverage more and, you know, just get a little bit of my life back and continue to help more people, especially more agents, sort of raise up.
1: Sure. I love that. I think that's beautiful and a, a great plan, right? And it impacting people and helping other people raise up and make Mm -hmm. a better life for themselves is a really good feeling. And it's one of the best things that I think you can do for somebody.
0: Yeah. And that's always been important to me because I feel like I was so blessed and how I came in, came into this. And I always describe it. It's like, I got my real estate license and I started and I was like, Oh, this is what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. You know, it was just like, it just clicked. And I always say I am mediocre at pretty much all things in life, but I am really freaking good at real estate. You know, it's like the one thing that I can say I'm very good at. And I want to be able to, to pass that, pass that on. I love seeing my team members have success way more than I love getting a listing. You know, for that, you know, that used to be like the, the highlight, like, signing a listing agreement. Yay. You know, now it's like, ah, this person just closed on a million dollar buyer. Yay. Or this person got a listing. Like that is to me is just so much, I get such more satisfaction out of that because I'm like, gosh, I had a part in helping that person get there and seeing the, that journey from like getting their license to, you know, to just a few months later, closing their transactions.
1: So. so rewarding. Yeah. 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 It's rewarding.
0: Yeah. It, it's super rewarding in that aspect.
1: Okay. So we've covered a whole bunch of stuff here. What are a couple things that you would want to pay forward to new agents specifically? If you could just pull a couple things. One, one we just heard, right? Put your face on your sign. That's number one. What are a couple other things that have really helped you that you feel have helped carry you forward faster that you would pay forward?
0: We, we kind of talked about the other ones too. So besides putting your face on your sign, finding, you need either one of three things. You need to either join a team, get a good coach, or find a very good mentor. And from the mentor, I find For most people, does it never seems to work as well as the other two? Hmm. But you really need one of those, one of those two things, one of those three things. Excuse me. Sure. So it the the misconception that I find is that you can go, you pay two hundred dollars for a course, seventy five dollars for a license, get your license, and make a million dollars. Not going to happen. (laughs) <laughs> it's not gonna happen. Like, you know, you know, think about how much does a how much does a lawyer or a doctor put into their education?
1: Yeah, sure.
0: Practically decades. And you think you're gonna, you know, you have that kind of income with 75 hours of classwork. You know, yeah. but there's this misconception that being a real estate agent is easy you know, they don't see how much you work. They don't see that you work 18 hour days, you work weekends, you sacrifice how much you sacrifice to have that type of success. They think they're going to show houses and, you know, and people are going to write up off, they're going to write up offers and they're going to to get accepted the first time and and, they just get a paycheck.
1: Yeah. Everybody thinks it's a paper exchange and that's not the case at all. Right. Like, that paper, you have to cut down the trees. You have to take it to the paper mill. You have to grind it up and make it and produce it. And yeah, there's so much work to it. It really is.
0: So much work. It's a business. But on the flip side, I do feel like it it, it is the most l- limitless career.
1: Yeah,
0: 100%. Right? 100%. It is the most. There is no limit to what you can do, regardless of your background, regardless of your education. If you do the work, anyone can step up and do well in this career. No I mean path. I have a very abundance mindset in in general. you know I fully believe the world's wealth opportunities and resources are limitless as long as you're willing to always be taking the next step, keep your your eyes, your heart and your in your your mind open and up, everything will flow. but you got to do the work. and it's a lot of work.
1: Sure. I love it. Virginia, where can people find you if they want to reach out, join your team in New York, buy a house, sell a house, lift a house, whatever? Where can people find you?
0: So, I mean, you could Google us, Virginia Corbett Home Team. Our website is, you know, Uh, But those are probably the easiest ways to find us on the internet. And you can you know, read our reviews. We have tons of photos, videos. We didn't talk about the Barbara Corcoran video. Did you see that?
1: Yeah. You want to talk about it? Let's talk about it. I'd love to talk about it.
0: Yeah. So, so I, ha- I did have a great opportunity to, to, um, to collaborate with Barbara Corcoran on and, and, you know, do a small video, um, where she is named me as her choice for real estate agent in the mid Hudson Valley, my market. So that was, that was quite, that was quite an honor to I mean, have that's that opportunity. Amazing, and she's super cool. she yeah. she's so cool. And as a woman, you know, it's just, it's really empowering to see a, a woman like her have, such crazy, massive success. And, um, and she used to actually own a home up in our market too. I mean, we're not that far. She's, you know, we're just, we're just, just north of New York city. So our proximity is close, but she used to own a home, like not too far from where my office is. So, you know, we have that, that connection as well. So that, that's pretty, that's pretty exciting. Yeah, so that's that was, awesome. that was quite an honor to be, be contacted, to have that opportunity.
1: Yeah, that is an honor. That's a big deal. Congratulations yeah. to you. And thank your you. team, for that matter, thank like to for you. that recognition and the work that you guys are doing. Well, Virginia, this has been amazing. Everybody, there'll be links in the show notes to find this amazing real estate agent and watch the Barbara Corcoran video. So thank you, Virginia, for your time today.
0: Awesome. So I thank you for your time. I also just want to, again, shout out to Jody and <laughs> to this the this amazing team of people that, that trust me as their leader. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, wouldn't be here without them for
1: sure. You guys are in good hands. Congrats. Thank you. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.